0: The Super 90s Brothers is brought to you by Speak Spokane and presented to you by Delicious Hamburgers. This episode of the Super 90s Brothers was brought to you by Giant Donut Marketing. Did you know you can hire a website developer, marketing director, and SEO specialist for $250 a month? It's true. With Giant Donuts marketing, site maintenance, and paid advertising plans, you get access to the experts you need for one monthly price. See what they can do for you by reaching out to them on their website at giantdonutmarketing.com or any of their social channels. Mention you heard about them here on Super 90s Brothers for special promotions. Go check them out today. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host Brennan. Along with me is Adam J Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Between your faith and my Glock 9mm, I'll take the Glock. <laughs> oh man. Uh this this movie, I, I, the quotes you, you could have you could have chose a lot of different Arnold quotes cuz he has about 20 of them in here. Um, is Um Is that what
1: Arnold movies are are best at are they best at coming up with these awesome one-liners
0: yeah well because he has that you know this the his voice you know you got to get that and he has that 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 good timing that good like uh so but anyways before we get into what we're talking about uh it's in it's 2021 adam we made it ow it's we have covid is over and we can go back to normal yeah and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll see you in, uh, in, uh, 2021. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see you in 2020, did I? We did not see no. you. No, no. Um, what a bad year. What a terrible year. oh can we turn the page on the year
1: already (laughs) (laughs) and you know i'm tired of these assholes being like it's just a date on the calendar it doesn't mean nothing i was like it means something to me like 2020 was awful i'm ready to get out of it like you know living is a mindset
0: yeah it uh it 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 definitely is a refresh uh i really i like new year's because i it does it feels like a reset uh do you make new year's resolutions, adam I do. You know, I used to be like really good about it. Like I used to write like
1: five or six like really important goals and I would always get most. Um, And I was like, it was like really important to me. And then I started like taping them to my, to my like glass in the, in the bathroom, my mirror. So I like see them every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then the last three, four years or so I just kind of stopped. And I, I don't know, I felt like lazy. So this year I'm gonna do it again.
0: Mm. Do do you want to share? Do you have any? Do you have any New Year's resolutions?
1: Yeah, they're like you know, writing goals. Write mm. more um, podcast with you more. You know, super nineties bros goals. Um, floss more. Ooh. <laughs> you, I want to switch toothbrushes. There's this awesome line about this. Like it sort of looks like a pacifier. And you like you you charge it on the outside of your mouth, and then it kind of like shakes for a minute, and you hold it in your mouth for a. So you're essentially like holding a, a, a shaking brushed pacifier in your mouth for like thirty seconds or a minute, and it just sort of like massages your teeth, mm. and uh, it's supposed to be better for your teeth than like manual brushing, and it looks way easier. And then you can like your mind can just like flow off in directions because you don't have to think about like the strategy
0: of cleaning every tooth. That's that I that sounds like. A lazy man's toothbrush. I like it. I need that.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one this week. I was gonna buy it and like post it as like my first New Year's resolution, and um, I'll give you like an update after like two
0: weeks. Perfect. Uh, yeah. What about you? You know, I like to give myself words for the year, like words that I want to live by to be you know for my new year's how, resolution and so how how pete carroll <laughs> is that what pete carroll does yeah
1: inspired <laughs> you know <laughs> right sure uh,
0: then. uh mine is uh be uh be mindful so that's that's mindful. what that's what i'm trying to be be more mindful of what i'm doing you're a, mi- you're a mindful guy yeah i also want to get well, a t- well, shouldn't... I want to get a tattoo as well i want to get a tattoo to remind me of being i want to get mindful tattooed on my wrist just joking i'm not doing that Oh, I was going to say, please don't do that.
1: <laughs> it, it, it just paints you in such an unlikable picture early on.
0: Um, like when you
1: meet somebody and they have stuff like that tattooed on their arms, like, you know, like uh, prophetic words or inspirational words. Mm-hmm. I just like paint them with a, oh, he's one of those. <laughs> like,
0: <it's silly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think I would go for a symbol, like something that means something to me that would remind me of something. But do you mean like a Seahawks logo? Like a like a, a Triforce
1: triforce yeah for mm-hmm.
0: those that don't know brennan
1: literally named his son link so yeah he anyway. likes he likes zelda but we digress
0: <laughs> um well luckily we made it to 2021 we didn't need Ow. an arnold schwarzenegger to save us from our impending doom um we Ow. might have could have used him though uh oh, but... to-
1: well, how much better would the year have been if schwarzenegger <laughs> would have been fighting corona back in like february
0: <laughs> uh, that that could be a sequel uh yeah. <laughs> um but this week we did the the 1999 American supernatural action horror film classic, End of Days. Ow. That's a subgenre, apparently in supernatural action horror film, uh, <laughs> uh, directed by Peter Himes and starring th- the one of the greatest action heroes of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The big guy. The greatest
1: action hero of all time in my rankings.
0: Um, and join with a pretty interesting cast of supporting characters of uh, Gabriel Byrne, Robin Tur- uh, Tooney, and Kevin Pollock, And there's some other very brief... There's Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the cast. Um uh, Oh man! So, so Brennan, uh,
1: Brendan you literally like Brennan texted me this morning saying that we had to start the show late, and I was thinking like, okay, he's making breakfast, he's got twins, whatever. And then like right before we get on, he's like, okay, I just finished watching the movie. So I'm guessing you got up and watched the movie this morning to do the podcast. That you knew, you knew. Is this why you kept pushing back the podcast and like, uh, not responding to me?
0: Well, yes, actually, it is. Well, you, I couldn't really do it over Christmas. This wasn't going to happen. I had too much going on. And then last week at work was just like hell, and so yeah, I, I, I needed to watch the movie. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen this movie, Adam. I have never, you've never seen it. I, I, my dad might have rented it when I was a kid, but I didn't go see this in the theater. I, if I watched it, I fell asleep watching it. I never cared to watch it again. Um, you know, this might have been around the time when I started actually paying attention to what critics said about movies, and just, uh, just didn't watch it. Um. And, so give so give the synopsis already oh man so the movie starts out in the year 1979 and he looks out the window and sees a comet flying over and it it's it's God's eye or something like that and that means that the, a baby' is going to be born a, a girl baby is going to be born and it's I, I and this is what's very unclear to me I don't know if I missed something because I did watch the whole movie but She's going to become Satan's wife eventually in twenty years. She's um, going to carry Satan's child. Oh, she's going to carry Satan's child. Okay, so she's going to she, give birth to the Antichrist. She's going to give birth to the Antichrist. So this is they're put. This is putting stuff in motion. Okay, right, I got it. And then I'm hel- I'm helping Brennan figure out the movie while he's giving the synopsis to people
1: in foreign markets that have likely never seen the movie. Hey, big shout out to Cyprus.
0: Oh yeah. Thank you, Cypress. Uh, real Cypress. <laughs> and then, anyway, so she's born. They do some weird, like, Satan, Satanist, not experiment. I was going to say experiment. Some, like, occultist thing where they, like, cut open a, a snake and make this little baby, like, take a little blood. It was really creepy, actually. I was just like, what parent let their kid be in this movie and do this scene where, like, it's, like, licking blood i know it's probably not real but this was a really weird scene uh just
1: just for the record i would toil a scene where there's like a a snake and a blood and ritual sacrifice and all that especially in an arnold Schwarzenegger movie are you kidding
0: me i couldn't (laughs) wait till that kid like grew up and be like look you were in a movie (laughs) um well fast forward to 1999 and the scene opens with uh gabriel Byrne having dinner in this restaurant and then like but all this other weird shit happening where like fire's coming out of like the pit, like out of the fi- streets, and like. I, yeah, there's I, like, Brennan, we're gonna have to co- tag team this. <laughs> no, but I wanna, I just wanna say this part. This is my, one of my, the weirdest, this is how this movie sets up is that, a, a, like, I guess it's Satan comes out. He's like all like close. You can't see him. He's like invisible. And, he's yeah, flying and he flies through the like city. He looks like a wraith. Yeah, and he's, but he's trying to find a body to take over. And so he finds Gabriel Byrne's body he goes into it, has this really weird short scene where he like is like possessed. And then he comes out and the first thing he does is he goes and grabs a woman's boob and then <laughs> makes out with her. And the, <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and then the like husband I'm guessing is like, Hey, and he like looks at him he like really like Gabriel Brown looks at him really angrily. And he like, <laughs> and he like says, no, I don't know, no or something like that. And then he continues on the woman, like, Look, he walks out. Woman looks back and like very, like very satisfied. And then the building blows up. So you can go. Take, take it from here, Adam. <laughs> yes, Gabriel Byrne. We should really refer to as Satan while we're like
1: describing the movie. Thank Otherwise, you. it sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel Byrne looks at the guy and he says, he says like, no. And <laughs> I'm terrible
0: explaining things. Satan, Satan. He's he's,
1: he's Satan. He, he's
0: he's starting the Me Too movement.
1: Yeah, Gabriel Byrne gets inhabited by Satan. Yeah. Comes out of the sewers after an explosion. I don't ask me what happened there. And and then Gabriel Byrne is Satan all of a sudden. And the writer's like, Well, he's Satan. We gotta we gotta, you know, introduce original sin. So like the first thing he does is come out and start groping some other guys, why? (laughs) It's such a like unusual introduction to a character. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, keep going with synopsis. You're doing fine. Just pick it up a bit.
0: Okay. The next scene is we go to Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's waking up and he's about to kill himself. I assume he takes out his gun and is going to shoot himself in the head. But then he's he's stopped by his partner Kevin Pollock and they work for a security. <laughs> Hang like, on, do
1: you call him Kevin Pollock? Is that
0: <laughs> Pollock? Kevin Pollock. Is that how you say his name? Pollock?
1: I thought it was. I thought it was Pollock, but I. Oh, thought it is. Po- said, it is. It is
0: Pollock. You're right, okay. Kevin Pollock. I thought you said Pollock. Pol- That's not it. <laughs> like Ar-
1: like Archie Bunker. <laughs> hey, Pollock.
0: <laughs> 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 Kevin uh, the
1: Pollock comes in, <laughs>
0: um, and
1: Arnold's going to commit suicide, but he stops. then there's this disgusting scene where Arnold throws all this like food into a yeah. blender, like a pe- piece of pizza that he finds on the fucking floor, <laughs> Pepto Bismol, and other shit. Zoloft and Zantax and booze and then he drinks it all and he's like most important meal of the day. <laughs> then they go, they go to their like contract. So Polak, Kevin the Polak, and and Arnold are like. They're like uh, contract defense workers. Like they're mm-hmm. like contract bodyguards, yeah. sort of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they're they're contracted to be bodyguards for an investment banker of all things, which is weird to me. Like, hey, we got this call. An investment bankers worried he's going to get shot. We're on detail, and they're like, "I'm there." So that's what's happening.
0: That was all very and- unclear about what they were doing. Like it just like. You assume yeah, that is. you assume you assume that they're cops, but they're not cops. They're just they're working as security, and then like all of a sudden they're protecting the the Gabriel Byrne character, Satan, which we don't know why they are doing that because they don't even ever explain that. We don't even really know yeah, who 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 Satan at is. The time, yeah, no, at the time, yeah, at the time, it doesn't here. make sense. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, but they're really trying to set up Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. I'm just gonna his name's Jericho Kane, which is a very like uh very religious like name like uh and anyways and they're really trying to set up that you know he's very depressed he's a very depressed person and he does not want to live anymore and we'll figure out why later um and then they they stop they stop the caravan of you know cars that are protecting this investment banker and as soon as they step out someone tries to shoot satan and it it starts this chase um, and I why, want why you explain to Chase, Adam, because it seems to be one of your favorite parts of the movie. Or do you want to do that well, later?
1: Yeah, just get through the synopsis then. Let's oh, start. my God,
0: I can't. Okay. okay, yeah, I'll get through the synopsis. Then the, then the rest of it kind of goes with, like, they kind of go in this whole investigation of who was chasing, like, who was trying to kill Satan or the, that character, and then they go down this rabbit hole of, like, well, they it's this, this tongueless man, and then they find mm-hmm. out, I don't. It's all very convoluted. It's a very convoluted plot because it it's like a b a b like they're like going from point A to point B the whole time and like all right, stop. It's you're like getting, it's just, it's you're getting pulled. I just like you're, you're getting but there's like pulled there's, in the fourth inning, Brennan. There's too much to explain in this movie because there's a, it's very convoluted. <laughs> don't you think? Like there's a lot of stuff. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. There's a lot of stuff if if to, exp- to. If you had to explain but, this movie to someone, I couldn't just explain it to you as like Adam. Adam, Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger is trying to. Stop the world from ending. And like, there's a lot more going on in that. And it's all very confusing to me.
1: All right. That's fine. But you're pulled at the fourth eight. Thank you. Don't you. Get the, you don't get the win for the. you didn't make it through the fifth.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, middle relief coming in. Okay. So Arnold protects uh, Gabriel Byrne, who is Satan, from this sniper. And he gets shot actually defending him. And then Arnold chases down the sniper on this like awesome, like, like race through you know, skyscrapers. And then he chases him down into this, like, I don't know, sewer, mm-hmm. finds out who he is, steals like a clue off of him, and then starts, decides for whatever reason to go on an investigation trail. And this part doesn't make any sense because he hasn't been hired by anyone to do this. He's a contract bodyguard. And so he like def- he like, defends the investment maker on the day. Then for some reason he spends the rest of the movie finding out why that somebody tried to shoot him. Yeah, the, and the, what, he, what he finds out is that they're try, there's a group of religious fanatics trying to kill this man, Gabriel Burns, Satan, but he doesn't understand why. And there's a different group of religious fanatics trying to procure and set up this young girl, played by Robin Tunney, to get impregnated by Satan. So she's being watched and controlled and monitored by, like, these weird sickos.
0: Hmm. And
1: uh, Arnold has to... Uncover the clues, find out what's going on. He has to f- save the girl. Then he has to figure out, then he has to start believing in the whole religious bullshit aspect of it because he's a non believer. And then once he starts that, he figures out who Satan is and, like, you know, fights him with a grenade launcher and pr- protects the girl as long as he can. He's got to make it until midnight on the year 1999. So the first click of 2000, she's safe. But Satan has to f- impregnate her, <laughs> like, <laughs> drop his seed in her mm. before like midnight. On New Year's Eve, and that's it. And then Satan, you know, fights Arnold, and that's the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- th- thank you. That was that was a lot better than I could have ever done. Um, <laughs> uh, so
1: we've we've gotten through the synopsis. What did you think of it? You just watched it.
0: I just. Wa- I mean, it was all right. You know, I mean, it was action. It was like action oriented. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Like it was. It kept me. It kept me interested. It, but it was still like there was very pieces of it that didn't make sense to me. Like, I was like, I still didn't really know who she was and why they were trying to get her, why there was this date of, like, midnight on before 2000. Like, why why can't he do this at 1 o'clock in the morning? Or, you know, like, does it really matter, the date? I know it's just, like... It's prophetic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And uh, But it was this kind of... It was this... An Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that had to... It was this... That had, like, all this, like, weird religious themes around it. It, I actually... it sort of
1: felt it felt a little bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger, bad guys, like, the main bad dude that he would fight in every movie, had to get pro- progressively, like, bigger and more terrifying over the years. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it, it, like, boiled to the point in the late 90s where, like, I don't know who he's going to fight. He's kicked everybody's ass. And somebody in the writers room was like, how about Satan? <laughs> <You> know,
0: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they built a movie around
0: it. The, I think the weirdest part of this movie for me was the fact that this girl, uh, uh, Christine, is she was born in 1979, and now it's 1999, so she's literally only 20 years old, but she looks like she's 35, and 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 there, it's, I feel like they could have gone with a more like uh, like an actress that was could have fit that age better, but it still was kind of this. Then it was, yeah, it was all kind of creepy, you know, like, that, and then, like, the, and there's so many scenes in this movie where she almost almost gets killed by these priests, like, and these, there's these bad guys in the movie that are priests that are just trying to kill her, but, like, if they just would have, if Arnold just would have let them kill her, like, it would have been, the movie's over, you know? Um, yeah. But...
1: Go home. You know, yeah, get your that... popcorn right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Robin Tunney was probably about 26 at the time mm. they filmed this movie. So you know, I mean, not it's close.
0: Bad. I mean, it's close. And, I mean, and it is the 90s. So like, I th- I feel like like young women in the 90s always looked a lot older than they were because of of the time and how how people dressed. Like, I think I don't know if that's I th- maybe that's just me being old or I don't know how I view women in the 90s. But um, I, I, let's get to it. Do, yeah, you, do you? You do, mentioned do, that it's a good
1: movie and it keeps you interested. And I wanted to say there was a lot of things about this movie. The reason this movie is interesting to talk about is because it did a lot of things right and it did a lot of things really wrong. Um, one of the things that it did do, I thought, an awesome. They they made their own uh, opening titles music, which I'm gonna have burn and play for you right now to kind of set the mood. So yeah, it's pretty badass. Like I don't know, really, really kind of captures captures the mood of the movie, the tone. I would say there's a lot of um, <clears throat> there's a lot of religious beats in the movie, but it's really more of like a
0: gritty crime drama, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they don't really beat you over the head with anything. They're not like trying to give you like some. This isn't like a like a religious movie, like disguised as an action movie this is really just an action movie that has some religious themes in it like that aren't that aren't particularly important to well they're important to the plot but they're not like they're not trying to beat you over the head with anything like no one's getting no one's getting saved in this movie like like religiously uh maybe arnold's character a little bit but uh but yeah it wasn't like there's a lot of movies that do this like a lot of christian movies that would like use this as a device like and make it very 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 religious, but this is not it at all it was it is a, it is very much a gritty crime drama. The movie is very dark um Arnold schwarzenegger even said like he didn't like the movie because it was too like visually it, it was just too dark like there are like it's very hard to see in some scenes and um but yeah it was as a as a movie as I thought it was entertaining for the most part and. To watch it now, like I, I thought it was, you know, I had to rent it though. I, that was the, my most unfavorite part about this: is I had to actually spend some money on this. So, oh,
1: poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, you to pay three ninety nine.
0: So we all know you were a humongous action fan in the in in the nineties and still are today. So I imagine this movie was you were excited to see this in the theater when it came out.
1: Yeah, I was, but I I missed it. And like I was excited to see another new Arnold movie come out. That's true. But I missed it in the theater and I I couldn't tell you why, other than, you know, it was the millennium. There was, was, I, uh, me and you and everyone was thinking about a lot of other things. Um, but I did rent it as soon as it came to video. So probably like, you know, March or April or I don't know how long it used to take movies to go to video, what, like six months maybe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so whenever it first came out in early 2000, we did rent it and I was excited and I remember watching it and I remember thinking, That it was good, not great. Um, I probably saw it so what it was so it came out November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety-nine, and I saw it in the year two thousand, so I probably would have been just like sixteen. Um so pretty good age to watch action movies. And I had grown up on Arnold movies and we could talk all day. We could do like an Arnold exclusive podcast, but it would be nineteen hours long, so I just wouldn't be able to shut up.
0: Yeah, I mean So this
1: character was just a lot more I don't know uh what's the word I'm looking for where you're like stuck in your head a lot like introspective maybe mm, like yeah. he, he Ar- Arnold was thinking a lot he was putting together clues there wasn't a whole lot of roughing people up like typical Arnold movies' like kicking people's asses a lot he's shooting he's fighting he's going on car chases there was a few you know shades of that here and there but he's more like a guy going through like a, a personal crisis and he gets caught up in this weird religious plot to end the world. And I, I just, I don't know. I didn't walk away thinking vintage Arnold. You know what I yeah. mean? It was almost like he was trying something new. What do you think?
0: Yeah, he was definitely trying something new. Uh, one fact that I read about this is that Arnold Schwarzenegger did not make a movie for two years from 1997 till 1999 um, because he had heart surgery. And he, he couldn't, no one would, he, people wouldn't insure him on set because they were afraid he was going to possibly die on set. And so he didn't make a movie. So this was his first movie that he had made in two years. And so, and I thought that was super interesting because, because like he, he went from, because he went from Batman and Robin and then two years later, uh, so he took two years off in the nineties when... I would say he was probably at the the height of his career you know so one thing that's like a central theme of this movie is that it's happening at the millennium and for
1: those of you who weren't there or weren't old enough to remember the millennium was like a big deal like everyone was panicking they, were, they weren't they were panicked buying toilet paper but they were panicked buying lots of other things and people were afraid that like The the clocks in our computers wouldn't know to go to the year 2000. Like they would all go back to the year 1000. There was this really (laughs) there was this really dumb idea that since like the clocks on your computer only said like 96, 97, 98, they never said like 1990, that it would double set. It would go back to double zero. And anyway, people were freaking out. So people acted really funny at the millennium, and people did a lot of interesting crazy things to celebrate you know pretty big accomplishment the year 2000 Brennan where were you on the night of the millennium hopefully not impregnating Robin Tunney
0: I I was not I was um I was in Mike Palladino's basement with um playing video games that's probably what I was doing on New Year's Eve it wasn't doing anything fun like I remember we were freshmen in high school I believe 1999 sophomores um and so it was kind of just a It was, it was a cool, it's cool that we got to experience, like, at the turn of a century, that's, that's pretty fucking cool, uh, but yeah, I didn't do anything fun, like, I was, like, a good Christian boy, so I was, like, drinking Mountain Dew and playing, like, some type of video, probably playing Mario Party.
1: Well, yeah, we were a little too young to be like out drinking or something, but I thought maybe your parents used to have these like epic New Year's parties at their house. And
0: they probably did, and they probably had a really epic one that night. I, uh,
1: you just I, weren't invited. I, I you're just too wa- young.
0: I want to, well, you know, you go, go hang out with your friends. You don't, you don't like go and hang out with your parents. You know, like
1: yeah, I guess when you're in high school, hang, doing anything with your parents is so lame.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, I mean, I was definitely it was it was a cool time to be alive and being able to celebrate and i remember but i do remember the whole like y2k like is the world gonna end no the computer's gonna break like is anything weird <laughs> gonna happen like i do know like i there were a couple of friends i had that parents were prepping like there was definitely getting people were there were some people hoarding gas um you know oh yeah like
1: gas g- like mad max <laughs> like <laughs> um
0: and water like in this disp- like water and bottled you know. water yeah so like and then there's there was a a handful of movies that came from you know the end of the world like people were really like people were really nervous about it and it also but the people that are creative like were like we can totally use this to our advantage because people are, are freaking out about the end of the world. Let's make movies about it, and I'm. This is probably one of the reasons why we have end of days, is because.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think that whatever plot was going on, like it, you know, this was like a perfect Millennium movie. Like, let's cast Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Satan, and on the Millennium, the Antichrist is going to be born, which marks the beginning of the end. And uh, a lot of people did have crazy theories like that. <laughs> I think it was uh, it was either Ryan Rosillo or Scott Van Pelt once said that. Doomsday predictors are like, like oh for six hundred. Like, <laughs> 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 like they're batting zero zero zero. So he just doesn't he doesn't take them seriously. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was that was a good answer. Um, I'll tell you where I was on the millennium. If yeah, you're interested.
0: Yeah, I'm very interested. I was going to ask that after you finished.
1: My parents were. We owned this cabin up about three hours north-ish of Spokane, right on the border of Washington State and Canada. It wasn't really a cabin. It was like a manufactured home that they put out on this beautiful piece of land out in this little tiny, podunk, blink if you miss it town called Chesaw. and uh, it's kind of out near uh, Okanagan. If you guys, I think there's a there's like a great stampede race or something nearby. There's some famous race um, with horses going like down this murderous hill. Anyway,
0: that would you be know the, that would be the OMAC Stampede.
1: The OMAC, sorry, o, maybe Okanagan is the county? Um, yes, OMAX, I
0: so.
1: Oh, The OMAC Stampede. Yes, we've been to that a couple times. It's a fucking blast. Um, anybody's ever in the deep, like, rural areas of northeastern Washington, <laughs> check out the OMAC Stampede. Um, so anyway, we were up at this cabin because we were not afraid, but just kind of nervous what might happen, maybe how, like, people would react, because people were acting crazy. It's not so much that we were, like, afraid of, like, a super computer or some Satan or something. It was afraid of like idiots being idiots on the millennium.
0: You know. Yeah, I understand.
1: So we went up to this cabin, and I remember like most of the day I was playing like Final Fantasy VIII because I think I had just gotten it for Christmas that year on my PlayStation. And uh, anyway, that night there was some like kind of barn dance, <laughs> at, like this, <gasps> <laughs> at like this guy's house or his house, his farm, like down the. You know the old dirt road a bit so like we went down there and i got i think i got like one drink of champagne and like there was like eight people there and they all most of them left before new year <laughs> <laughs> anyway so it was super lame but it's kind of a fun memory because i remember like going up there with my cabin and with my parents at the cabin to avoid all this you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's so your parents were nervous i mean they weren't you were they, were, they weren't nervous They were just nervous about what could happen like or that people would go crazy i think like-
1: Well, I remember Dan, my stepdad, just saying something like, in case anything weird happens, I would just rather be up in the mountains. And I remember thinking, that's pretty sound logic.
0: Um, So why did we choose End of Days to do for the, you know, I guess it's a a New Year. We chose it because it was
1: New Year's Eve, but you, like, refused to schedule the podcast because you didn't watch it until the morning of the 2nd. This was going to be perfect. We're going to release this on New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. We never planned that. Uh, I didn't know that it needed to be said. Like, it's a movie about New Year's, and we always do our
1: our shows on like holidays, and you get them out before the holiday, so you capture that holiday buzz. Yeah, I thought we were I, on the same page. I We've thought, been doing this for
0: four years. Yeah, I thought so too. I just, you know, I I was I was dreading it. Like, I not dreading it. I was just like, I n- have never seen this movie. I couldn't. I literally could not talk about. Why this did movie. you agree?
1: To, why did you agree to it?
0: Uh, because you were so you because you. You, you wrote the notes you wrote all the notes for it and so uh, no you agreed to it before i wrote the notes. And, and i was gonna and i was gonna pivot i was like let's do a different end of the world movie let's do t2 but that doesn't <laughs> <T, laughs> t2 doesn't really I, like doesn't go so I, I, cor- I cornered you into it is what you're saying <laughs> and t2 doesn't really align with like you know new year's eve and stuff like that and i was like oh this makes sense i can watch this movie and then i i i watched it and yeah so let's um well, it's an end of the world
1: and a New Year's story, and 2020 felt like the end of the world. to A lot of people, and it was New Year's, so that's why we're doing it.
0: Um, do you think people? So, do you think a lot of people like will pull this movie out on uh, New Year's Eve and watch it? And they're like, "Oh, let's let's take out End of Days and watch that for the for before the New Year." Maybe like uh, Arnold fans or relig-
1: or like people that love religious movies. Maybe them,
0: yeah. Where does but, you this stand where is this not like a huge slice of pie, no. Where does this stand in your list of like Arnold movies though? Like Oh, you
1: know, I, I was gonna get to that. That's oh, in the show notes. Later. Take show.
0: Oh man, I didn't read all the way down there. Um Well, let's go go through the characters. So you got Arnold. He's he's Jericho. He is a you know, we've kind of talked a lot about him. He's he's tortured soul. He's uh his his family, his wife and daughter were killed. Uh they were
1: worse than killed. They, they were, were like
0: murdered. Well,
1: yeah, they like people like stormed into their house and like murdered them over some bullshit that like Arnold was responsible for.
0: Did they ever lay out why that happened, or did they just like yeah, it just it happened? Had something to do. Yeah, it was something to do with like dirty
1: cops or something. I think it was like Arnold talked. He like he had dirt on like dirty cops, and he talked. You know, he told the DA or whoever. It was one of those things, and this was the payback. They like came and killed his family. Hmm. Uh.
0: Yeah, and so but Arnold was a uh, yeah, he was a it's a, yeah, it's, a it's a typical there, Arnold character. <laughs> so. There's this great line where he like he's like choking the cardinal
1: who's trying to like murder the girl cuz he thinks that will stop Satan. Like there's like these crazy religious people and they're right by the way that say if we just kill the girl, Satan can't impregnate her and there's no antichrist and there's a bunch of other religious people like yeah that's a good idea but then the other half of the religious people are like we can't do that then we're no better than him we can't murder a girl to save humanity mm-hmm. and i'm thinking like like i'm a math guy right <laughs> i'm thinking like this is pretty sound math here you know it's it? really easy because she's like right there you know i could just kill her right now and this like the satan loses like how many times in your life do you get a chance to say you beat satan not often so but they love yeah and all you gotta do is stab robin Tunney, and you're there yeah uh, so arnold is gonna stop all that though he's 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 you know even though he's like dead inside and he doesn't believe in god because he had his family murdered arnold is gonna protect the innocent and he believes robin tony's innocent there's this great line anyway with the cardinal he holds him up he holds the cardinal up and he goes the cardinal says i'm not afraid to die and article's good because i'm not afraid to kill you and then he like he like choke slams him or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but arnold was very uh he had a, he, he You saw a part of him that you don't really see much. He had a five o'clock shadow the entire movie, which I thought was I, I like to see him like that a little bit more rough around the edges. He's always so clean cut, but like in this one, he like he really is. He he looks dirty.
1: Yeah, he is a, like a dirty old Jericho. <laughs> he like we said earlier, the whole movie is just kind of gritty. Yeah, and they made him look really gritty. Um, and the next the next principal character is is Gabriel Byrne, who's a who's a great actor. Um, through the 80s, 90s, and even into, you know, shit. Vikings, the first season of Vikings was like 2013, 2014, something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's He was, I mean, I really, I was kind of surprised that he was in this movie. Not surprised that he's in this movie, but I was, I did not realize he was in it. And yeah, he's a really, he's a great actor. He wasn't, I wouldn't say he's particularly great in this movie, um, but I mean, he's unusual sus- suspects too, right? Like that's what he's famous for.
1: Yeah. Do you, this, we'll talk about this off the air, but do you remember the first time you watched Usual Suspects?
0: It's one of those movies that I watched when I was a child, and then I've gone back as an adult. But like, I still it's one of those movies. Like, I don't ever always get all the way through it. So, so if well, we the have... ending's the best part, so <laughs> no
1: wonder you don't like
0: it. <laughs> um, but I still don't know the ending of the Usual Suspects, so I need to I need to go watch it and get surprised. So, uh... all right. Well, anyway, Gabriel Byrne is Satan in this movie, and he is good in Usual Suspects, but
1: anyway, he, uh, once he becomes Satan, the like, they have all these dumb little character building scenes, where it's kind of got like this upbeat music, and he's out, like, being Satan, so there's, like, this kid that, like, there's, like, this skateboarder he sort of crashes into Satan, and he's like, Satan goes, hey, nice shirt, because he's wearing a, like, a Hail Satan shirt or something. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, And then the kid says, like, buzz off, creepy old man, or something. And so Satan, like, blinks at him, and then he gets hit by, like, a semi-truck. The kid does. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And then there's, like, Gabriel Byrne. We already mentioned he was, like, making out and groping that guy's wife in the restaurant. Then there's this other scene where he, like, goes to, like, the guy who's been curating the girl and for no reason decides to, like, fuck his wife and fuck his daughter. So there's this weird, like, Gabriel Byrne mom-daughter tag team
0: threesome in the bed scene. That's a very popular uh, motif with uh, Satan movies, isn't it? They do that in. Uh... Incest, yeah. <laughs> no, well, like. I, I think... They do that in uh, that Keanu Reeves one that's like about. Um... What's that oh, the, the
1: one with the attorney.
0: Yeah, in Al Pacino. I forget what it's called. Yeah, um, yeah I forget what it's called too. But uh, they, they do that in that movie as well. I have a threesome with a, a mom and a daughter. That's a, Well, isn't, I
1: mean, you were the religious geek in high school. Isn't there something about like uh, the Antichrist is born from incest or could be born from it or evil is born from incest, something like that. There's something in the Bible about if you have sex with your brother or sister, you're going to have wicked babies.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's. Pretty well. I mean, I don't. I don't know, like the the biblical meaning behind it. But yes, like I think that is a something that. Yeah.
1: All right. So anyway, thanks. <laughs> sorry. 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 Thanks.
0: I, I don't really know what to say to say to that. I don't know. I don't really don't know anything about insights so or Were, what were you I'm a poser?
1: In... Were you a poser Christian? Did oh,
0: you like not know all this stuff? No, of course not. I was like, I read my Bible <laughs> verses, and I like. But like, what yeah, are you now? Where's your Bible verse study now? Um. It's you know I. I I'm not a good studier like I never was like I, I couldn't like I, I, I do everything at the last minute Adam obviously I watch movies at the last minute if I was going to Bible like if I was going to Bible study I read my Bible verse like 30 minutes before you know Bible study like I was never much of a like a prepper you know like I was always doing things at the last minute I mean it's a good thing that I wasn't in control of trying to save the world at the end of the at the end of the turn of the century because Satan would have won. You know who you could have been. You could have been the
1: short – well, you're not short. But you could have been the funny, likable sidecat, Kevin Pollock. (laughs) Pollock is – I keep wanting to call him Kevin Pollock now. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, uh, Kevin Pollock was also a really good sidekick uh, character actor in the late 80s and 90s. He got a lot of work. Um, He was in The Usual Suspects as well as Gabriel Byrne. And uh, he was also in the Grumpy Old Men movies. He was good in those. And he had a lot of other stuff. Like, he's in a lot of stuff. People really like Kevin Pollock.
0: Do, you know, my, was, do you, my, you know what my favorite Kevin Pollock movie is? What? The Whole Nine Yards. I don't know if you consider it a, uh, a Kevin Pollock movie, but he's in it. I love Whole Nine Yards.
1: Is that that Bruce Willis, Amanda Peet movie?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen
1: it. Um, um, it's
0: good. Yeah, he's, he's a good... Yeah, he's like, like, I guess he's kind of comic relief a little bit, but like not. he's, you know, he's just kind he of just like talk shit to Arnold all the time and like gives him shit about like his
1: life falling apart.
0: Yeah, and he kind of, just, yeah, and he follows him around and they like saw some crimes together and then he gets killed. He gets blown he gets up. blown up. Yeah. But, and then he comes back. Yeah, because he made a deal with the devil. Yeah, and we'll get to that. I've got
1: some opinions on. Well, you know, flag it. let's do it now. How, how could anyone ever make a deal with the devil? Like, if, you know what I mean? Like, how can you ever trust the devil to do what you want? Or, like, who is dumb enough to make a deal
0: with the devil, number one? I'll ask you that. Someone that's desperate. Someone that, like, you mean, like, if you are desperate and you are like, I mean, in this movie, Satan, you know, tells Arnold, you can have your life back if you let me have her or whatever. Like, you know. And yeah, but Arnold isn't dumb enough to believe Satan. Who would believe Satan is really my point. Because you know, who he a weaker person might there's some there's people that would do it. All right, all right, fine. All right, I'll grant you that.
1: Flip flip it around. Why would Satan ever need to go around recruiting new souls to damn anyway? Is is the, you'd think like it, it's like you know, he's the hot girl on the dating app. Like the dudes are just jumping in the boat. Like, Satan's got to be like, hell has got to be getting so busy and popular and nightclub-y and casino-y. Like, why would he waste any time doing that? Like, he has this whole
0: hell to govern, right? Yeah, I mean, he's probably getting a lot of people in right now. Like, he doesn't need to get other people on his side. I, and I don't think that's anything new. I think he's always gotten a ton of people. I don't I don't
1: see why he would care to go around making up these convoluted plots to to trick people into dealing him their soul. It doesn't seem like he would need it. Or is that the spice of life
0: for him? I think that I mean you know he gets people to like believe in him and to you know he's he's beating you know God or Jesus or you know the that version of so the, he's the, being the competitive, goods. yeah, he's being competitive. you want to win the souls of the people,
1: and uh I see so so he grants the wicked people as just souls he's gonna get regardless. he's out there being competitive for maybe the neutralish souls, <laughs> yeah, probably, uh okay. All right, I can so. I can get I can get with that. Um, and then the other the other main character in this movie is Robin Dunney, who plays I don't even I think you said her name was Christine, but really she's just the damsel in distress. Like she's the girl that Arnold has to protect. She's always like running around behind Arnold or in front of Arnold holding his hand or something. There's a couple of moments where she helps with the fighting, but not really. She's mostly just running and screaming and crying and getting kidnapped and all that shit most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, most people most people know Robin Tunney as she was the main girl in The Craft, which was a really popular movie about like a high school coven in
0: 1996. Yeah. Uh she's also in Empire Records, which I really like her in. Uh Oh yeah. And but I've yeah, I've never actually seen that. She's like a good 90s actress. Like she's not very I mean she was in Vertical Limit in the 90s, which was you know, I thought was is a good action movie. But yeah, she hasn't done much you I mean she hasn't she's worked on enough over the years. But uh
1: yeah, she was fine in this movie. I I don't think her her character was all that interesting, but I No, her well,
0: her name was Christine York and there's a big scene in this movie where did we talk about this later uh how they're they're trying like there's literally a scene where they're like they find this dead body it has all this like latin like carved in his flesh and like this like priest is reading it off of it, and they're like there's a we have to find a woman Christ in New York. And then, like, that's what... And literally, the next scene is, like, Arnold, like, kind of figuring, trying to figure out, Christ in New York... Christine York. And then they go find. <laughs> and then they go do like a search. Like a search on. They her. like Google search. <laughs> like <laughs> a database search in like the, the police station or wherever. And they. And then like. And there she is. It was that easy. That was like the easiest clue in the world. Christ to All York. they had
1: to do was find her name tattooed into the tongueless preacher's body. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. She's
1: a, she's a good. She's a fine character. Um, all right. Yeah. So. All right. So. You just brought up like my favorite one of my favorite scenes. And that's when after Arnold chases down the tongueless priest, the tongueless priest sniper, that's a real character, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, he he finds the clue on on the priest. and then he goes to like this nasty ass apartment building mm-hmm. that's like it's like flooding. And Kevin Pollock says something really funny. He goes, this must be rent control. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when when they said that, when he said that in the movie, I was like, oh, Adam loved this quote. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <'Cause they're, laughs> I love any time you can shit on rent control. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so they go in and they find more clues and that leads them to the girl. Um, but the, the scene itself is just it's maybe the most action packed sequence in the film, I think, other than maybe. The grenade launcher later hmm. but you know he's he's he was like vintage arnold for about five movie minutes right where yep. he's he's swinging from rooftops, he's diving in front of bullets he's chasing down a sniper with his bare hands and beating him in a sewer like it's just it was just great it makes you like it gets you right into the okay this is a schwarzenegger movie mindset but then that doesn't really go anywhere like, yeah it, it
0: doesn't go anywhere
1: that, <laughs> yeah that action vibe just kind of stops.
0: I think they and, might have had the budget to do that one scene, and then like they're like, okay, we don't have any more budget, like, we gotta spend some more money to make the CGI Satan at the end of the movie and make this terrible scene that's not an action scene at all, either. Uh, and I would go
1: the other way, I would go the other way, um, okay. And I
0: let me tell you a quick story about the movie, um, Total Recall,
1: and then the original script he was like an accountant and then they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger and like well this, he can't be a fucking accountant so instead they make him like uh he's like a driller he's got one of those big pneumatic drilling concrete so his muscles are like sweaty and rippling and then he like you know he fights people because they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. and in this movie i think it was probably more of a religious plot and then they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're like, okay, first thing we need an action sequence in the beginning. Second thing, Arnold needs a grenade launcher, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that will, that brings me to my next like scene that I'm gonna, I want to talk about, and that's, I mean. I, I, whenever people talk, bring up this movie, what do you think of End of Days? I always say – I always use the same line. I always say, like, ultimately, any movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger fights Satan with a grenade launcher is at least kind of cool in my book. <laughs> so, it's like there's something really ballsy about it, but it's also really stupid. Like, it's really, really
0: stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, Go ahead. Give me your thoughts on it. The guns against Satan is just like – I don't – like, they don't – like, the. I guess they – I get it, but like, it was just like, I don't, I, I don't understand why Satan couldn't just kill all these people easily. Like yeah. this, like, that's what, you know, Satan should be able to just do that. And like, well, he, he did, he blew up that restaurant in the beginning with his mind. Yeah. But like, why can he just keep on doing stuff like that? Like, why is he getting stopped by grenade launchers and like, I know, and then ran on over ran over by a train. And then like, like I didn't, I, I got the impression that Gabriel Byrne or the Satan character is was indestructible, but then he just gets killed, and then Satan leaves, and he be- becomes like the big Satan, and then yeah, like I like I don't, like, I just like that was what was very confusing about to me. Like, I, I know they're doing it because you you know he can't win, and they make him kind of seem you know destructible, but like really he shouldn't be like. And... Well, yeah,
1: you got to be consistent. If you like, if you if you want to bend reality and bring Satan into the script, you got to be consistent with what he can do and what can be done to him. Right. And I felt like this movie was very inconsistent about that stuff.
0: Yeah, and also like, yeah, I just there should have been a little bit of an element of being able to like use some type of religiousness against him to win. But like, there, I don't feel like any of that was ever used. Like, like. I think the character of Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been, like, should have been highly religious and, like, and used, like, some, you know, used good versus evil. Like, there is no really good in Arnold Schwarzenegger other than the fact yeah, that but he, that's you know. Fair. That's so, like, limiting, though. Like, when you like what
1: what are you supposed to do you're supposed to read the right bible verse you're supposed to get the <laughs> right. ancient bible relic to hold yeah. it to his head like at least in this realm like you give arnold a fucking grenade launcher like you're not going to convince me that there's any religious relic or bible verse or chant or group of nuns praying that could have been cool, cooler than that
0: that that's that's true i mean i guess yeah they could have done there there's not much you could have done i mean the whole goal of this movie is that they're just trying to make sure that Satan does not impregnate you know her the, the it's a little, christine it's a little more, until it's midnight it's a little more believable right it's yeah. it's
1: more believable that maybe you
0: could postpone
1: satan from raping this girl <laughs> a few hours past the point where it matters versus defeating satan like incarnate like it you know
0: why didn't satan come back like in june like why didn't he give himself a cut like a buffer like of like six months like why did he wait until like you know is he I guess he's kind of like me he just waits the last minute yeah, to really. get... <laughs> 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 well
1: it just said that in the prophecy he has to impregnate the girl before midnight yeah. like between 11 no it said it was very specific actually it said like between 11 and 12 p.m.
0: oh okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. on New Year's Eve so he didn't he, that's why he wanted to
1: yeah and th- yeah. there's this funny sequence at the end where it's like he has to impregnate her between like 11 and 12 p.m. and Arnold's like fighting him and it's like 11 59 and the clock is ticking down, and and it's like trying to build suspense by like showing the co- the clock is ticking down. But I'm thinking, like I'm just thinking, like practically, how is Gabriel burn gonna get, <laughs> shed Arnold, get her naked, get his you know genitals out, and and have enough time, you know, to to finish the job here in the next, like, 45 seconds. Like, I just start... Like, it's, it's like, the most climactic scene, and all I can think about is how illogical, like, insemination would be. Like, maybe insertion, but not insemination. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Um, well, I mean... Well, I'm not sure where we go next, but I, I do want to... I, well, I take. No, no, there's a, one other... Oh, okay, you got one other story? one other scene. One other scene. Yeah. Oh, do do that one other scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so, again... I think this is more from the first script when they didn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger. But when Arnold goes to, like, rescue Robin Tunney, he gets beat the fuck out of by, like, this big, giant maid woman who's, like... She's, like, Robin Tunney's guardian. And she's, like, picking Arnold up and, like, body-slamming him across the room through mirrors and glass tables and shit. And she proceeds to, like, beat the fuck out of him, like, WWF-style, for, like, a solid movie minute.
0: Yeah, there's a a bunch of... You know, Satan has his, like, his, you know, kind of team, his team, his, like, uh, people, his minions, minions, thank you, and I guess they're empowered, they have more, they're just, they're very empowered, I don't, I didn't really get that, and, like, no, no, it
1: never, it never said that, she was just a buffed up out bitch. Like she was <laughs> just bu- a buff ass lady and she wasn't taking no shit. And it was kind of awesome, but it was so weird watching it happen to Arnold. Cause you're just so, And first of all, cause he's huge, like, or not. Well, he's actually not that tall, but physically he's still buffed out in this movie. And he's certainly bigger than this woman and much stronger looking. Yeah. And you've, you're so used to seeing him just kick everybody's ass. And this woman fucking poning him. It's awesome.
0: It, it was a. She pretty, like goes. She goes incredible Hulk on. It, it was pretty good scene. Uh, that that the actress that plays her plays also like a like a maid or a nurse or whatever in um, Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, oh, that's that's that one character from Romeo and Juliet from the the Leonardo DiCaprio version. Um, but, oh yeah. Um, well, let's take a little break, Adam. Let's uh let's, yeah. Let's, let's go to our our new favorite segment. We're gonna talk about. Uh, what are we talking about? I'm looking forward to it right now What is it? Oh, Song of the Month This, this song was the top song in the United States in 1999 In uh, November in And no-
1: most of December
0: Yeah, I would imagine it was a very popular song um, Let let me play a quick uh, 15, 15 second clip for you uh I love that guitar yeah I mean <laughs> I remember the, the song but i
1: I never could have so just so everyone knows this is smooth by santana oh, thank you Rob Thomas thank you and uh I mean I liked Santana I was a fan of Santana's work in general but I wasn't I don't know I wasn't like a fanboy or anything but I never really liked Rob Thomas if I had known that Rob Thomas was in this song I probably would have disliked it when it came out but I never knew because I didn't pay attention to shit like that.
0: I had this single and I listened to this probably over and over and over again like <laughs> like in your room were you like practicing dance moves I wasn't probably practicing dance moves I was just like I was just singing the song I just like really it had a good it had it was a very you I mean you just heard it it's a very good it's a very fun song it's just and I know like I I can just I can picture the the chorus in my mind it's a it's just' It takes me back to 1999 and like listening to that, that nice guitar riff by Carlos Santana. It introduced, yeah. it introduced me to Carlos Santana. Like, I didn't know who this this old man was, like playing guitar with, you know, Rob Thomas, who is in, you know, m- one of my favorite bands, Match, Matchbox 20. Oh, God. <laughs> you liked
1: Matchbox 20? You didn't like Matchbox
0: 20. Oh, 20? Anyway, I, oh I hated them. Um, I hated Rob. Thomas, I just thought he looked like such a dweeb. He does kind of look like a dweeb. He is. He is a dweeb. But yeah, I I hope that I hope that song took you back to 1999. I know, I know it. I know it did me. So it
1: held the top spot for the final ten weeks of 1999. So this literally was the number one song of the millennium.
0: Wow, that was that's a long time to hold number one. That's that's, that's like one, that's a fifth a year. That's that's peak Rob Thomas right there. Uh, yeah. and Carlos Santana probably yeah um,
1: so anyway hope you guys enjoyed the song of the month Ow.
0: so there was actually a couple of like
1: really awesome we mentioned this earlier Earlier, Arnold one liners are like the best thing mm. ever and there were there were some really good ones in this movie that Bernard I was hoping you could you could play play one of for them right now
0: stop being such a pussy you fucking shot me just a scratch
1: <laughs> I don't know why but it always gets me when people call other people a pussy like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like taboo now, and you're like not supposed to say it. And there's like this movement of people That get really offended. And like you guys are listening to the show long enough to know that I don't care about those kinds of things.
0: The, like, go, no, I, I I understand. Like, and it's really funny hearing Arnold say the word pussy. Like, it's just like it's not a word that yeah. it's not a word that he probably says that much in movies. I don't. Probably, this might be the only occurrence of him ever saying this word. Um, and when he says it, he's saying it to. Kevin Pollock, who's just, like, returned from the dead, and he shoots him in the arm. <laughs> That's he literally, true. He literally, he, he literally shoots him in the arm to see if he's actually real, and he's, And like, then calls him a pussy. <laughs> yeah, like, stop being such a pussy. Like, okay. It's a pretty dick move, Arnold, That you shoot your friend,
1: <laughs> then call him a pussy, because he's like, oh, why'd you do that? It's like anybody would be like, oh, you shot
0: me? What the fuck? <laughs> So that was good. I was I was waiting for it. I was like waiting for it the entire movie because I saw your show notes. I'm like, when is he gonna say this line? I'm like, oh, there it is. And it was like, it was still unexpected. So,
1: yeah. And uh, I wanna I wanna uh, skip over to uh, D4 here, Brennan, for the next quote. Once I wanna play right now. You don't want to see me upset.
0: Believe me. Oh, you want to fuck with me? You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir
1: boy. You're in touch with your anger. I really like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Arnold's pretty much. He's t- he's talking to Satan. He, he's calling Satan. He goes, "You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy." <laughs> he's saying <laughs> that to Satan. <laughs> That's so
0: cool. <laughs> uh, I this this line kind of came out of nowhere, and like I yeah, it's. I, I yeah, don't, it's like I, wow,
1: I, what kind of what kind of dark shit has Arnold been up to in this in in like the non on air moments, like the dark screen moments here?
0: <laughs> I was like, kind he's of, calling Satan a choir boy. I was kind of hoping for a twist here at the end, where like where Arnold actually becomes like like the archangel Michael or something like that. I don't know, like something like I I, I was kind of waiting for that. I was just like, there's a reason why he's not getting killed, like. Arnold Schwarzenegger might be incarnate of someone else that came to like, that would have been a cool twist. Like if they would have like done like some, you know, he's really an angel. He's really an angel, but that I still will not, ex- that still would not explain this line in the movie. <laughs> and that would really complicate this line
1: actually. <laughs> um, all right. So there's one other drop we got for you guys. And this one's about uh, Gabriel Byrne as Satan. And he's sort of talking about organized religion and God in general. And I thought it was kind of funny, so we'll play it for you now.
0: Look at this. Look at what you are now. You walked away from the light just like me. You want one?
1: You need to get out now. Come on. You know what's in your heart. You're on the same side. I'm not on your side. And I never will be. (laughs) What?
0: You're on his side? He's the one who took away your family.
1: Let me tell you something about him. He is the biggest underachiever of all time. He just did a good publicist, that's all.
0: Something good happens, it's his will. Something bad happens, he moves in mysterious ways. You take that that overblown press kit they call the Bible, you look for the answer in there. What did they tell you? Shit happens. <sighs> Please.
1: He treated you like garbage, you walked away. <laughs> so some pretty good stuff in there, Bren. Like he's, uh, you know, he's like, He's like, all that years of Christianity, and what do they what do they tell you? Shit happens. That's God's will. You
0: know? <laughs> I would really like to talk about the dumb shit about this movie. We've already touched on a ton of it. Uh, there's, there's plenty of dumb shit to go around. Um, there's a lot of errors and inaccuracies and annoyances for me. Uh, I really think one of the most dumb things about this movie is, when, is in the action sequence, is when Arnold Schwarzenegger gets hung from the from the helicopter and starts getting swung around like that like first of all is not i don't know if that's possible the like the to maintain that much control of your body but then to also like hold on to someone i i was just like that was such a dumb part of the movie like i thought and i kind of you love that action sequence i think but like that part was really stupid to me i get that it was very high intensity and like but it was just it was really dumb like it was it was a little over the top i'll i'll give you that um some crazy things going on with the helicopter. That was in the priest
1: sniper chase scene, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was a little dumb, but you know, uh, what else didn't you like? Um, the ones like there was a when he's chasing down the guy, uh, and at the end he the guy says something to him. I forget what the the exact line is, and then about two minutes later they're like he he shoots the guy in the leg and. They, the police come, they're like doing an investigation, and he's like, H- You said that guy said something to you, but that guy does not have a tongue. And they don't explain that at all either. Like, I'm just like, Why? Like, are they, they keep on doing this thing where they, something happens and then they have to explain it after the fact. Like, he was be- the, he was a pious priest. He wanted to speak no evil. Mm, but, but, but Arnold could hear him talk. Which was also very, which which also was never explained why Arnold could could see well, things because God was God was speaking through the tongueless priest. I still think I still think Arnold was an angel, and that is never okay. they never explained that part of the movie. All uh, right, I, fine. I, I've already I, me, I've already ha- I've already aired my grievances a lot with this movie. What are some of yours?
1: Well, this is more
0: of a general grievance, but like s- Satan.
1: Satan's a really tough character. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do you how do you play Satan and not have it be like ridiculous? And I don't really know the answer to that question. But I know that it, they didn't solve that riddle in this movie. Like, all the it felt like all they did to make Satan seem like like Satan was there was a lot of like moody walking. Like, there's a lot of Gabriel Byrne walking around like moodily in this movie mm. and I was like when I was trying to find the drop for the opening credits I like found all these music videos that people had cut with like 90s like rock to like Gabriel Burns is walking around because <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so much of it like it's one of those things that you start picking up on like after I've said it now that you guys watch the movie you're gonna be like wow there's a lot of scenes where Gabriel Burns is like walking around looking kind of pissed off and, it, <laughs> and it's like what else are you supposed to do to make Satan a good character, and I started thinking about it. I was like, "Has Satan ever been a good character in media ever for anything?" And I was like, "I was kind of drawing a blank.
0: Do you remember any?" I no. I, I mean, I don't think so. I, I'm try, I'm going over a list of like all the actors that have played Satan in movies, and there's not one that really sticks out to me. Like Al Pacino, like played Satan. I, I don't know if Al Pacino actually played Satan. I think he might have just played like. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, there's just not many, there's not much, there's, it's not a good character. It's a hard character to probably play. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's even harder to write. Like, what do you have him do? You know? Yeah. There's this, there's this show on Fox called Lucifer and mm. I watched the first, like, ten minutes of the pilot and I turned it off. But it's like, that Satan's just really flamboyant and he likes to convince people to break the rules and, like, he's just kind of like a shithead and he drives his nice suits and fucks hot girls probably and i was thinking well i mean that's i guess that's a direction you could take but that's not all that interesting either
0: that's true um harvey keitel did play um satan and little nicky um little nicky little nicky sucks and you know it yeah that movie. that's that's when adam sandler jumped the fucking shark for me
1: like when i saw little nicky i was like what the fuck happened to adam sandler like this is this is terrible and i've been thinking that for the last 17 or 18 movies he's released
0: hmm uh, that is, that's, that's true. Uh, Peter Stormare as, a uh, Satan and Constantine. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. You probably. Once.
1: Uh, I saw it once.
0: Yeah. I don't mean, I don't know. Like there's, um, there's this not, yeah, it's not a good character to have to have to have people play. So, so anyway, that's my first kind of grievance.
1: I would say, um, we talked about making the deal with the devil. Oh, here's a good one. Are, are boobs still an acceptable horror movie motif in 1999? Because they were kind of in this movie. I mean, I yeah.
0: Like it found unnecessary reasons to show boobs. I think because anytime you can unnecessarily show boobs in a movie in the 90s, then you were getting the young boys in the movie seats. So you think it was still an acceptable motif in 1999? I don't know if it was acceptable, but I think it was a selling point. Like, you know, like that's half the reason why people went and saw American Pie. What like, is Shannon Elizabeth? Last Shannon Elizabeth.
1: And you, oh yeah, do you remember in Swordfish, which came out like? Like, right after this, there's, like, a scene where Halle Berry shows her breasts for no reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. doesn't she just, like, walk into the room naked? Uh, No,
1: she's, like, suntanning or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And -hmm. then she
0: just, like, drops her suntan for no reason so that everyone can see her breasts. And I remember, like, kids talking about that in middle school. (laughs) I mean, it it definitely was a reason to watch it when you were a young boy. Uh, Yeah, all right. I think the cutoff for this was when they actually started, like, checking IDs to go into theaters. Like... Mm. like so, in, was that, like, 97, 98? No, like, no, no, 2002. I remember, like... I wouldn't remember going mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. a movie with my friends. We were going to see um, Super Troopers. And we had to show our ID. Like they, and they were checking it at the movie theater door. So, like, you had already bought your ticket. But then they were rechecking ID again. And but do you remember
1: how... I guess what I'm getting at though is that in the eighties and in a lot of early horror and horror used to be there. It wasn't the genre it is now. It wasn't like a legit movie genre. It was like a, like cocaine. It was, it was like a drug that you would go do. It wasn't like taken very seriously. I don't think people really started taking horror movies seriously at all much until like we did our screen podcast, check out our screen podcast. So we talk about the, the sort of lineage of horror movies And how it was pretty dead there in the early nineties. Like the eighties weird motifs and like exploitative nature really just kinda it gave a sour taste to a lot of film goers about horror movies in general. Mm. And a a big problem with it was all of the, you know, extraneous, grotesque boob shots. Like girls were just taking off their tops for no reason, left and right. And
0: While it was kind of funny and dudes liked it, I think most of us realized that it was kind of stupid at the same time. It is kind of stupid. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I don't – you don't need to have – it needs to have a – the boobs need to have a reason to be in the film.
1: Yeah, and in this movie, Robin Tunney, like right when you meet her, she decides to take a shower, so she just takes her top off. Actually, takes like her sweater off or or something. Then she walks through the house like naked. Mm. And you're like – and when I was like – I saw it when I was 16. I was probably like, all right. But I was it I'm like 36. I'm like – well, that feels a little necessary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not that I was complaining. Right. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't make any. It really does not make any sense. Um,
1: so that's kind of dumb. Yeah, it is, it is. dumb. It is dumb. Up.
0: And there's there's a couple scenes here that that do it. Uh, so my
1: my last question I want to talk about, and you brought this up a little earlier, is when, was when do you think when do you think Arnold's status as the number one action movie star in the world ended? You know, what, move, what movie ended that status for you? Not unlike Little Nicky ended that status for
0: Sandler, how we were just saying. What movie What movie ended that status for you, for Schwartz? Uh, I think what movie ended it for me is probably Junior, is when Arnold Schwarzenegger has a baby. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's a pretty... I mean, he was in... So that was 94, and then he was in... It, he came out with Eraser, which I don't remember Eraser at all. Like I'm it's sure it's not. It's not great. And then, but then the next two movies he did, did were Jingle All the Way and Batman and Robin. So like, there's literally a from 1994 to 1997. He's in movies that he's not really a badass in. The last movie oh he my was, God. the last movie he was really a badass in was was T2. And according to this, like Terminator 2. After that, like. He was in Last Action Hero, which he's a badass in, but like he's it, he's starting to do that more comedy, like comedy action, and then True Lies, comedy action, not really a badass. Junior, not even action movie, just comedy. Like it was in the mid, like by the mid '90s, he was, I think he was done being a badass. He was this Arnold Schwarzenegger who was cashing in, um, and then I think when it officially ends is is Collateral Damage, because I remember seeing Collateral Damage in the movie theater and being like everyone's arnold schwarzenegger's back he's this is his this is his he's back as an action hero and then that was it so and then in 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 the rundown he literally passes the baton to the to the rock in the very beginning of the scene in the beginning of the movie where he's like who
1: Who vomits on
0: it (laughs) so who also essentially becomes arnold schwarzenegger and has the same career i mean when did it end for you adam I think you
1: nailed it. I think it was Junior that like, I can't I can't see. I mean, the sixth day was okay. End of days was okay. Um, obviously, I think that. Yeah, Mike. He didn't he didn't do anything of the Expendables much much later. Yeah, you know? and and he wasn't high in those movies. That was like you know that was that was sly, and he did a couple of other movies that I've seen since after. Last Stand, that that movie's director is really good. I want to plug him real quick, but his name, I don't want to get it wrong.
0: It's uh, um, J-Woo j. Kim, or Kim j Woom. Uh He's a, a Korean director. Um, yeah, that guy That guy did this
1: really awesome Korean movie called The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, mm. which the, I don't know that it doesn't have the most interesting story in my opinion, but the action and the cinematography and the style is
0: just so cool. Mm. I should check that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he really started. I wouldn't say selling out. He just started doing. I think he probably had kids, and he wanted to. Well, well, he got into politics. Well, and then he got into politics. Well, then that happened in the in the early two thousands. So that's that's really what if you're looking at his IMDb, there's this
1: gap from like 2003 to 2013, really, Mm -hmm. of stuff he was actually doing. So like, yeah, you were right though. Junior's the one, and that's. I remember when it came out, thinking that was like a weird idea um and then i i've only ever seen junior once maybe and i was like so unimpressed it's such a weird movie yeah you know, it, just, it didn't hit home for me at all but, so
0: yeah his last true i mean the the movie before like he did you know he obviously did kindergarten cop which was you know that was like his stepping in or maybe twins i mean twins was you know his first comedy and then kindergarten cop and then yeah once junior came out that was it that was it that was it. Yeah, you're right. Batman um, Robin. He. That's like, I. That was a terrible decision. Like Mister Freeze was. Oh, I, that movie was awful. I just. I
1: started thinking all those Batman movies were just so cartoonish. I just. I don't know. I didn't. That. I never even remember that he played Mister Freeze. I like block <laughs> it out. Um, um. So anyway,
0: I, I guess we've kind of answered this question. Does the movie hold up today? Uh, I. I would say it. I don't know. Like it didn't, it didn't really seem dated at all when I watched it. It just seemed like a ninety, a, a gritty '90s movie. It didn't have terrible CG, like terrible effects or anything like that. Nothing that That's really a good was, point. Nothing that really stood out to me. Like I watched it and I wasn't very, you know, then nothing really like. all oh, this you you can tell this movie was made in the '90s. Um, it, it is very dark, like in terms of lighting, like and. But yeah, I mean, I think this movie. If could... You're gonna, if you're gonna
1: build a movie around. Two actors, you could do a lot worse than these two. Gabriel Byrne and, and Arnold are just fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've read something, though. Th- if they could have done this movie, uh, if they, they asked Bene- Benicio del Toro. Is it Benicio del Toro? Um, Benicio? Not Benicio. Um they, the director you Talk about the director? Oh, the, Guillermo del Toro. G- Guillermo, thank you. He was approached to direct this movie. And I was thinking, that would have been... This would have been a far superior movie if someone like him would have directed this movie. Uh,
1: yeah, he's, he's definitely a more accomplished director than the guy who did it. Um, I, I think, you know, I, this is where I land on this movie. <laughs> Any movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger shoots Satan with a grenade launcher is at least kind of cool in my book. Just yeah. like I said earlier. Like there's, there's fun things to like about this movie. It's you got some classic Arnold and you've got some good scenes and some really good actors in it the writing is inconsistent and so is the direction i think is my criticism
0: yeah i i i would agree with that uh so
1: brennan do you know do you know the rotten tomato score
0: i you know i i have an idea and i've i've like done enough research that i think i would be able to guess it pretty closely do you know it
1: i yeah i'm the same i i looked it up like two weeks ago accident and then i was like okay we'll have brennan do it but um what it's really bad right that's all i remember yeah i, I mean
0: i i actually i don't know if it's that bad it might be like in the 30s no, it's per- no it's, oh it's not i just look it's 11 11 okay it's yeah 11
1: a- is really fucking bad on rotten Tomatoes. that
0: is really bad 11 uh yeah that's
1: like that's like just above polly shore rankings
0: <laughs> uh what's the audience score audience score is 32 okay so
1: still still not
0: great no really. not great at all but usually the audience scores are higher than the the critic score yeah this movie is just yeah it's just it wasn't yeah it wasn't great it you know what it made more money um i mean it cost a $100, 100 million dollars to make it made 200 million dollars so it was a success um they accomplished what they wanted to do with arnold being in it they were able to get people in the seats for it uh So, good. So hey, good on them. Another
1: another good end of the world Arnold movie. What would you call it in the beginning? What's the sub genre?
0: Uh, Oh gosh, I I I, I, you were reading it, weren't you? Yes, I was. Super supernatural action horror film. Like that's. (laughs) Oh no, it's. uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, we never even touched on how this movie ends though, because we should probably end the show with it. I mean, at the end of the movie, do we? Spoiler alert! If you want to stop listening, if you haven't already uh Arnold Schwarzenegger kills himself because he's possessed by the devil and he falls on his sword he jumps onto a sword he like literally yeah. leaps onto his sword and kills himself but right before that well not right before that but like right before the scene where like it's him fighting the devil um he like prays to god and he says give me the strength to like yeah give me the strength and then And he almost, you know, it it says it right here in the Wikipedia, like, like he almost rapes (laughs) to impregnate, uh, Christine and, and he doesn't do it. And, um, he saves the day by killing himself. And, uh, also interesting note, first time Arnold Schwarzenegger is ever killed in a movie as a human, like besides, you know, Terminator. So, uh, I thought that was a really random, uh, Fact, like this is the first time that it, Arnold Schwarzenegger is ever killed in a movie as a human. So well, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess we're we're both kind of lukewarm on this movie. Um, I want them to, guys... I want. The,
0: I want them to remake it. I would love for them to remake this movie. How do you remake it? Nineteen ninety nine is past go back to 1999 you could there's movies that are take place in the so 90s do, so do a
1: period piece where people are afraid of the millennium in the year 2022 where no one's afraid of the millennium
0: exactly and bring back all the same and bring back all the same characters all the same actors, actors. You mean? yeah all the same actors they, they could all do Arnold, this again they you know. Arnold's looking a little a little like weathered these days uh I mean he's he's doing more movies though so good on him well well, even though we're
1: lukewarm on this movie, we hope you guys have not been lukewarm on our podcasts. Uh, the Super Nineties Brothers is a uh, is a dedicated to giving great fan service. And what you can do to thank us for if you like this episode or other episodes, you can help us out by giving us those awesome five star reviews on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also find us
0: on all kinds of other mediums. Like what, Brennan? You can find us on Instagram at Super Nineties Brothers and. Where else can you find us? You can find us on our personal places like I'm on Instagram at digital craftsman. So if you want to DM me there and tell me what we need to do about the show, you can do that. If you want to email us, you can email us at super 90s brothers, all spelled out at gmail.com and, you know, request some show topics and give us some feedback or just tell us, tell us how much you love us. Yeah.
1: Or tell us that you hate us because we like those too. they They're fun. Um, But anyway, we do love you guys. Give us those awesome five-star reviews. Reach out to us. Let us know what topics you want to see us do keep it up. We're coming back next time. We've teased this once before. We're going to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movies. One, two, and we will probably talk shit briefly about three, so that'll be fun. We just did the car, uh, the video game, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know you'll enjoy this one if you did that. So, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another Satan grenade, grenade launching episode of Super 90s Brothers, Schwarzenegger style. Hope you guys have a happy new year, and fuck off 2021.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, peace. This podcast was produced and edited by speak Spokane.